right, guys, welcome back to Unquestionable. I'm your host, Calvin. And today I have a wonderful guest uh, lined up for you tonight. It's one of my old high school friends, Cheyenne. Say hi, Cheyenne. Hey. Awesome. So basically the the gist of tonight's show is um, I put a post on social media a couple, maybe like a week ago or so. And it was just kind of asking if anyone had any type of religious belief of any sort that wanted to um, basically speak a little bit on their beliefs and, you know, what they believe and why, essentially. And Cheyenne was the really one of the only people to actually jump out and, and say, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm interested in getting on the show. Um, so it isn't going to be necessarily debate style or anything like that, but it's, it's just going to be a general conversation on just getting a better understanding on, on what we believe. So, uh, Cheyenne, can you maybe just for a couple minutes, you know, introduce yourself, you know, uh, you know, maybe your religious past, what you know now, what you, what you believe or don't believe now. Uh, just maybe take five or six minutes, tops. Uh, well, so I guess I could start by saying when I was 10, I was kind of pushed into Christianity from my family. They they are heavy, like, heavy into Christianity. They've mm-hmm. always practiced. They still practice. And, like, that's just how life was. All we used to listen to was gospel music and country music and uh, Jesus loves me, yes, I know bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I always hated the old hymnals. I always hated the old type of music. When it came to Christian music, that's just how I've always felt about that. Um, However... I was a very big believer in Christianity and I didn't get heavy into it, into practicing it until I was about like 15, 16. I was living in Texas and going to this really cool church. Um, pastor was really cool. They opened a lot of, they were. What denomination, if you don't mind me asking. They were non-denominational. Okay. So it wasn't like Christian. It wasn't Catholic. It wasn't any of that. It was just literally straight non-denom. They didn't really care. It was whoever wants to come into church comes into church. Whoever loves Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. The the pastor was actually really fucking nice. Um, However, when it came... To the practices and everything, the way they talked is what opened my eyes to it, is what kept me going. And they were so relaxed in teaching people, and they learned new ways of how to teach you so that you're not born in church, you know? Right. And they took me to, like, youth events, these concerts. I went to this concert that's called... um, the Revolve Tour? Yes, okay. the Revolve Tour. So yeah, Revolve Tour is um, big. It's a big worship concert. And it uh, lasts, or no, not Revolve Tour. That was that was a whole different church. I hated that tour. Hold on. Sorry. Acquire the Fire. Acquire the Fire, that tour was actually something that changed my thoughts 
for a very long time on Christianity just because of what I witnessed. Um, so how so would you say, like, uh, how, how did it change, um, change you, I guess? So I didn't believe, uh, like, fully believe until then. Um, obviously, my beliefs are different now. Um, however, back then, because of what I seen at that concert, it was a little questionable. Again, hypothetical. Um, basically there was a girl that had never walked a day before in her life. She mm -hmm. was ridden to a, a wheelchair and everything. And I guess the, the worship band that was on stage at the time had noticed this girl stand like not standing, but like sitting in the crowd. Right. Like, was in the front of the crowd, like towards where all the more like handicapped people were. Right. And they pulled, they had her pulled up on stage and they were like, we are going to pray on her and she will take her first steps in her life right on this very stage. Mind you, they had everyone praying and I was, mm -hmm. I was there and you, I wouldn't say that it was sky daddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it wasn't God, but I, I don't, I, I wouldn't know. And again, my beliefs were different back then than they are now. Um, however, she walked that day and she had never walked a day before. So you're saying that this, this paraplegic suddenly got the ability to walk from all these people praying they around? Literally, yes. Someone who's never used their legs a day in their life had stood up out of the wheelchair and walked across the fucking stage. Now, again, because my beliefs are now different, I would say hypothetically possible, but impossible. Yeah, I mean, I would be curious to know as to, did you know this girl at all? No? No. Uh, no. So, no? Was she like in the pro, like, have you, had you seen her at, you know, in a wheelchair before? I, I mean, I'm not saying that she was faking being paraplegic but I, I mean people have done it before you know exactly what I was thinking like what I think about now is like there's a possibility they use that as like a way to get people to believe oh yeah this actually helps back then I was like in complete fucking awe because you gotta think you're looking at a paraplegic teenage girl who's mm -hmm. never walked a day in her life and she's walking across the stage in front of you. Right. Do I know that they hadn't done that before? I don't know. Right. However, I did go to, um, I went to acquire the fire twice with that church. The first time she, it was a paraplegic walking across the, the stage. The second time they never did it. So I don't know if they do it every show, if that's just a mm -hmm. thing. I don't know. Maybe she's what like a happened? traveling prayer paraplegic or something. You know, she travels around right. the country and walks or something for, I don't know. Exactly. Well, like um, crisis actors. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, you know, I don't want to say that that's the case, but I, I mean, I, if I had the ability to pray around a girl and make her walk, I mean, why aren't these people going to children's hospitals and curing cancer? Why aren't they, exactly. you know, why aren't why they doing, it's like, I would immediately go, holy shit. 
I just made this person walk. I got to go to, you know, University of Michigan right now. And I got to start healing some children, right. you know. However, when I was a kid, when I was a kid, mind you, um, my grandma had a COPD, which is a breathing yeah. condition. Yep. It stops you from function functionally breathing mm-hmm. properly. Um, she was on literally oxygen hose, had a whole like machine in her room and everything and had to carry around a tank. Mm -hmm. We used to go to a Korean church. Mind you, that's very rare to see like Mm. Asian Americans be able to be Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, we went to an Asian church, like little Korean, uh, eh, sorry, little Korean church. And they prayed on my grandma. Maybe a few weeks later, her breathing conditions had ceased. Interesting. So she was actually able to be taken off of the permanent oxygen, period, permanently. Her COPD disappeared, mm-hmm. and we don't even know how. Very questionable, again, hypothetical, but yeah. they did prey on her. It's interesting. And that, is a, that is a thing. It, it, it's weird. And I've seen them, I've seen people shoot straight out of their chairs in churches, speaking in tongues, and they don't even realize what they're doing. There was a lady that just, um, when I was in Texas, she stood up out of her seat and started speaking in tongues and ran around the whole church. And then sat back down, and after service, she didn't even know she did it. See how I how I stand on like the speaking in tongues is. Um, for, I mean, frankly, I think it's all all make believe, um, and right. I, I'm not sure if that's how you feel or not. But how I feel is, I mean, anyone is able to lie about whatever they want, you know. And if if they, um, you know, some people want attention. To be completely honest, and I mean, church is a great place to get it. And if you're exactly. screaming out the name of God and in these weird himbleby uh, bimbleby words or whatever that no one can understand and that isn't a real language, then I mean, right. I mean, you technically could say whatever you want and in, in you know and and consider it a, another tongue or whatever. I just I don't see any you know people are, are like to lie and get attention and so as far as like speaking in tongues. There's just no evidence for me um, exactly. as far as that goes. So, I mean, it's, uh, frankly, it's, it's, I almost get embarrassed for the people. Like when they're like okay. shooting up in their chairs, yeah. talking in tongues, yeah. like I literally get embarrassed for them. I'm like, Eesh. I cringe very hard when I see that. <laughs> I very much cringe. Um, I even, uh, you can even take the beliefs in Christianity even to the paranormal world too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've seen Christians that don't believe in that, but they believe in a being that they've never seen. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you um, believe in ghosts? So I am very much a believer of ghosts. I am actually a medium myself. Okay. Um, it's been carried down and passed around through my family. Like, it's just, I wouldn't, it's not like a genetic thing. It's just, it got passed down through my bloodline, my grandma, my great grandma, my mom, my uncle, we all have some type of a like sense towards it. So I am 
I can see, hear, and speak to them. My grandma could see, hear, and speak. My mom could see, hear, speak. My uncle can only see and hear. He can't really full on communicate. Okay, that's interesting. So do you believe in like an afterlife? Do you think that like when everyone dies, they become a ghost? So it depends on the death and what happens. So I believe when it comes to death, if you die a very tragic death, you still have unfinished business. And that unfinished business causes you to be trapped here on, on this astral plane. However, if you're dying of like, if you die peacefully, I don't, I feel like you visit, but you don't stay here. However, where are you visiting from? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. That's, that's where my beliefs in Christianity kind of falter mm -hmm. because it's like, do we know if there's a heaven? Do we know if there's a hell? Um, Satanists, they have to come to terms with that. So even though you're not a Christian, if you're a Satanist, you still have to accept the belief of there is a God and there mm -hmm. is a devil, yeah. you know? Right. Right. Um, now, um, as far as, like, you mentioned, like, tragic deaths would, would basically cause you to stay. And where I'm kind of getting hung up a little bit is the difference between, like, how we can differentiate a tragic from a peaceful death. Because a tragic death, for example, um, like, uh, I'm going to mention Hitler, okay? So, so Hitler, he killed himself, okay? That would be, a, a suicide would, I would assume kind of be considered a tragic death. Um, however, um, I don't really know of any stories of anyone seeing like a ghost Hitler or anything of that nature. Um, as opposed to like him, it might've been a peaceful death because he took his own life. So does it matter if that person considers it a peaceful death or does it have to have some sort of objective tragicness? bring up a very big thing that actually is said in the Bible about suicide because suicide is slightly brought up and that is technically a bad thing to do. You commit suicide. You're not going to heaven. Um, Half-assed don't believe that. Half-assed don't really care <laughs> on that. Um, when it comes to suicide, that would technically still be a tragic death because going through their head, they're thinking they, they can no longer live. Mm -hmm. They're in a state of depression and sadness to the point that they, they have, they think they have to kill themselves. Mm -hmm. However, some suicides, depending on the person while they were alive can lead them to be a malevolent entity so i wouldn't say they immediately go to hell and turn into a demon right mm -hmm. i would say that they just have a, a more malevolent dark energy to them they don't they're not necessarily a demon they're not necessarily evil but they're not a good spirit they're not a good entity 
Okay. If you're dying of a very, very tragic death, like say you get murdered in a very horrific way mm -hmm. or get killed in a car accident, that would be considered tragic. You know? You feel me? Mm -hmm. So, like, something that they couldn't control would be more mm -hmm. of a tragic death. Uh, death by diseases sometimes can stay in that lane because, again, if they're dying young, that's still unfinished business. See, now my thing is that how can we, um, the par like, the paranormal and, like, ghosts is, like, a pretty... It's a pretty broad term. So, like, my issue, too, with the the paranormal and, like, the spiritual is that it's not necessarily testable. Like, there's people like, um, like yourself and, like, I had a psychic reading who she was also a medium. And I did a podcast episode about that and evaluating how my psychic reading stuff went. But it just seemed like she was all kind of making assumptions. Like, she made an assumption that um, I had an, an older woman that was in my life that was a motherly type of figure. But the only issue was that I've never had a mother, motherly figure die in my life, like ever. Um, the only woman who's really ever died in my life is, is my sister who died like three years ago. So um, See, it, it's just that like- I can it, tell you about that is if she's making that assumption, wasn't an older sister? No, no, she was actually, no. she was, I think she was like a year younger than me maybe a little less than that see that's where that wouldn't make sense and that's where i would question mediumship if they were actually being legit now uh -huh. what if 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 like she thought that she was giving a true prediction um and like how can we differentiate between whether if you're giving me a true prediction or if she's giving me a true prediction like let's say you know so I mean, when spirit comes to speak, you have spirit guides and you have your actual relatives that are coming to speak with you. Now, say you lived in a home, you didn't know that it was haunted, but you, or I wouldn't say haunted, but like you didn't know there was an entity there that's still lingering and still very much involved in your life. They can sometimes come forward and speak to that medium. However... But why just that medium? Why can't they just come forward and just speak to somebody? Why? Why like? Why would you, for example, have speaking to the actual person? Okay. Uh, and then on top of that, if they try to communicate, they'll communicate through uh, dreams. They'll communicate through like things will pop up out of nowhere. Like you'll get like some weird sense of something's going on and you're not realizing it things will go missing that's sometimes them letting you know like hey i'm here do you think that it's possible that like sorry do you think that it's possible that like let's say your your keys disappear or whatever um do you well like like a good analogy i guess would be if uh if i lose my car keys and i pray for my car keys to show up and then boom there they are sitting on the kitchen table I guess the same thing could be said for, you know, I, I want, you know, my spirit guide to, to find my keys for me and then boom, there they are on the table. Therefore spirits. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of like, 
it kind of almost seems to me like you, you've kind of substituted the God belief for like a ghost belief and like a spirit. Like, do you think that there's like a heaven or a hell? I don't think we ever really answered that question. I don't, I, I'm unsure of that. Just with okay. all that proof of actual paranormal activity that there actually is out there and mediumship, because I've seen it, I've dealt with it mm-hmm. my whole life. I wouldn't per se, I believe in a heaven and hell, but I do believe that there is another realm that we transfer to. I would say that there's okay. another plane that we do exist in. Just, I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I would really say I believe in a heaven or hell. No. My belief in ghosts were more of based off of true experience that I've had. See, now that's the thing is how I can I there's been things that, that have happened to me that I thought were ghosts and I was able to explain by natural processes. I was able to actually investigate and, and figure out that it was something not paranormal going on or I just straight up didn't know. Um, my thing is if I don't know something, like if, if I see a weird camera uh, video of like a something that someone would consider a ghost or something going by the camera and it's pretty convincing, I still wouldn't say that that's a ghost or a spirit or the paranormal. I would just say, I don't know what is what that is. I want to know what that is. We should investigate that. But I wouldn't say that that's a ghost because we can't test for ghosts. I mean, there's like these um, people like, like yourself and like your, uh, I think you said your mother and your grandma had this ability to be able to communicate with, with people on the other side. But I, I, I feel like it's, there needs to be a more objective way to test for it. You know, like it's something that everybody can do to verify. Cause I want to be able to verify your experiences, but you know, the plural of anecdote isn't data. So no matter how many personal experiences you give me, it doesn't give me enough evidence to go off of. That's fair. That's completely fair. And I understand that. I perfectly understand that because there's always that one, there's always going to be a skeptic and, Mm -hmm that's perfectly fine. And that's why some mediums set out to prove themselves for years. Um, I, however, I, I dabble here and there. I try my hardest to keep my mediumship up because if you're not practicing your mediumship, your mediumship will like diminish. Like weaken kind of. So, uh, uh, to explain that, basically, if you're not using your mediumship and you're not practicing and you're not trying your best to stay in communication with, like, spirit guides and all, and you're blocking it out, you'll eventually lose that mediumship, if that makes sense. So, you kind of, you almost kind of have to practice it a little bit to, to be, can anyone yes, be a medium? You kind of have to stay within your mediumship and you have to practice it and allow it into your life and you can't block it out or you'll lose it completely. Okay, you'll so, lose that at seven cents. So now know? basically we, we have That's to kind of go off of blind faith and able to, I guess, get, get, get the data that we're looking for. So is, is that you kind of, I guess you could say it's a faith thing. So you do technically have to have faith in it. Mm-hmm. However, there's some mediums that are just not Christians and I've seen it. 
a lot of them actually become pagan and practice more of like a Wiccan base. That's interesting. So now you, you say, so people of different religions can be mediums, correct? They can. So would they, okay, so therefore are there different afterlifes or is there one God that everybody is, or one afterlife that everyone is chasing after and it's just being mistranslated? So I studied a lot of different religions. Um, In school, actually, I had to do a bunch of different uh, research on different religions. I even, like, not practice, but did research on, like, Hinduism, Buddhism, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Hinduism, they believe that a cow holds hundreds to thousands of gods in one cow. Mm-hmm. Um, spiritualism, which is kind of what I, I believe in. Um, spiritualism, they believe that there is the great creator and that there is uh, life in every object. So a, a fucking rock on the street has life in it. A tree has life in it, which we all know. Um, everything has but life. my thing is that we can look at like a rock for example and we can actually break down its element all the way down to the atomic level yeah. and see that there is nothing functionally uh, what would be considered a, a living biological organism besides something that would be like bacterial or something in the rock so what would make me what would make someone think that a rock for example has life so the old stories of Native Americans, mind you, I'm Native. Mm-hmm. Um, they believed that when someone of a higher power or someone like like a priest or like a shaman or chief, stuff like that, someone of that type of power, when they pass, they become the mountains and the rivers and trees and if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, a I guess. big belief. Take a look at what Disney did to represent um, Pocahontas' grandmother, Grandmother yeah, Willow. Yeah, right. They put her in a tree. Right. Um, look at Moana. Look at the island mm-hmm. was a whole-ass being, you know? That's, that's spiritualism. That's what they believe in. Uh, when Moana's grandmother passed, she said she was going back to the water as a... Uh, uh, I think it was a stingray or a manta ray. Yeah, it was like a stingray or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, she said, "I when I when I die, when I go, I will be become one of those." And sure as shit, she passed. She became mm-hmm. there was a manta ray or stingray, whatever it was, had went by Moana mm-hmm. as representation. Now, as see, my thing is, I see that these people can can interpret these things having energy or having life or, you know, my thing is, is that we have evidence to, to point to that, that says that that isn't the case. So that's, that's kind of my hang up is that, that, you know, people can believe things. And if it's like a, like a comfort thing, um, which a lot of people, you know, believe that kind of stuff just out of cover because they're they're kind of scared of what, you know, it, scared. Well, I mean, scared death, death is scary. So they you have know? that belief system of something yeah. like after death, like oh, when I die, I know where I'm going. Yeah. 
Like, oh, I'm going to be a man ray. Like, I just, I don't know. Else. Like, what if she, what if grandma said she wanted to be a man ray and, you know, she turned into a, a dolphin or something and that was a different woman or something. I don't know. Or it wasn't the same man ray. Or is, you know, why can't, let's capture that man ray. Let's go hunt for that man ray and capture it, you know, and, and talk right. to grandma or something. You know, that's just, you know, hunt for that. And don't just say, wow, that ghost was grandma. And that's it. You know, just stop there. Like, no, let's go search for that fucking man ray. No, like, let's let's go catch grandma. And then also ties in to reincarnation. So do you believe in reincarnation, reincarnation too? There's there's stories of kids um, talking about shit that they shouldn't know, they shouldn't know. Like three year old kids telling their dad, "Oh, mm-hmm. hey, I was your buddy when we're in war." Yeah, I remember like there was the, the one of the more famous ones uh, is is like a kid he died and he like saw heaven and stuff like that and then yeah, but it turns it out a couple years later he came out saying that he had no idea what he was talking about. Um, but there's there's been a couple like there was one kid who said like he was like a airplane pilot or something. I like he was yeah. really specific and it's really interesting, but I still. I still wouldn't call it reincarnation. Like that kid has got to show me. I mean, he's, he's still got more because there's just no telling what kids may. Ones are like the three-year-olds that are just learning to talk and they're describing the details of how they died and what happened and who it was. And it's always like their father or their father's best friend or this, that, and the other. And it's like, yeah, I, I was this. Yeah. And they describe it in very distinct detail that they don't know or they shouldn't have known. Yeah. And then their parents are sitting there like, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, I, I got to say definitely those like, I mean, it's definitely weird for sure. Like, I'm like, whoa, that's like really crazy how specific these kids are. And I mean that they like, they're like crying, telling their kids that they want to like go see their old mom and stuff like that. And it's like, Crazy stuff like that, but it, I, I just, I don't know, like, because people can take information in and um, b- basically not even be aware that they're taking the information in. Like, you have, your nose is right in front of your face and it's always in your line of vision, but you don't perceive it there um, because your eyes have, have trained right. past it. So just like these kids could have, even that young, seen a television program that maybe, uh you know, while they were laying in their crib or something. And I don't know, they, the brain is weird. So I, my thing is that there's still a chance these kids could have learned that information from somewhere. Like, are they in preschool? Um, how many friends do they have? What do their friends like to play with? What are they, their, what is this kid's uh, friend's parents like to do? You know, what is this kid watching when I'm not around? What is he playing with when I'm not around? You know, it's little things, um, I don't know. It's it's just weird to me. I, I wouldn't necessarily ever put a label on saying that it's reincarnation. For me, it's like if I die and like I close my eyes and there's like it's zero zip nothing, then cool. I didn't waste my life like following this reincarnation. I'm going to come back or I'm going to go to heaven or go to hell or whatever. More like like if I die and there's like a heaven or hell or an afterlife of any sort, cool bonus. But like kind of how I see it is like this is the only life I've got right now, right here. So this is the one I need to focus on. Um, there's no do-overs, no second chances. The, the, this is it. So I, I don't make amends with my, you know, 
enemies in the afterlife and say, oh, well, mess with them in the afterlife. I'll, I'll apologize. No, make amends now. Um, that's just kind of where I stand on it. So I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's really interesting, though, as far as like the reincarnation stuff goes. It, it definitely has me um, thinking like the there's more than one culture that's talked about it, too. You know? Yeah. So. And again, the, the question on like, is there other religions that believe in mediumship? And there, there really is. And there's different cultures that believe in mediumship. If you look at um, Native Americans, they have what's called a shaman. Yeah. Um. So my family has shamans in it. Um. So my my grandma and my mom technically would have been considered shamans. Um. They actually, you can tell for some natives if you're a shaman based on how your eye looks. Um. It's a really weird thing to tell. My mother, if you looked at her right eye, I think it was. She had a dot in it that was the shape of a star. Um, she went and spoke with the actual chief and shaman, and they were like, well, you actually have the gift of seeing. So that would explain the weird the dot gift in your of eye. Seeing? And that's the that's their belief. That's always been a weird thing that I I always thought was just kind of awkward. Like, no, that. There's other scientific things that could yeah. explain it could the dot a, in your you eye. It could be a genetic thing. It could be just a dot Yeah, in there's eye, genetic yeah. things that could explain that. However, shaman's belief, their shaman belief was if you have this in your eye, this, is, this means this. If you are experiencing things, this means this, you know? So do you and have this star in your eye, this star I do thing? not, okay. which is weird. Hmm. But she had other abilities than I did. Um, her abilities were stronger than mine anyways, and I have a lot of practicing to do. Um, when I was living in Texas, there was plenty of times that she's seen things that I didn't see, heard things that I didn't see. Okay. Um, she got to the point where she was asking me if I was starting to pick up on my mediumship, and then my sentences were heightened. And I told her partially She's like, well, do you see the guy that's standing right there? And I'm like, what do you mean? And when it comes down to all of that, there's always that thing in the back of your mind that makes you think, well, what if she was lying? Until mm -hmm. you experience it yourself, you know? Even if I experienced it myself, I still would... Um... I still would have a lot of questions. I, st I still would think that I had maybe some sort of delusion or maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe I'm dehydrated, you know? Um, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, that's very interesting though. So they were shamans and they were Christian. So my grandma was heavily Christian. However, with our native background, we did have, Shamans in the family, she was technically considered a shaman through native heritage. Hmm. She wasn't like a full-on practicing shaman. She wasn't uh, through a tribe as a shaman, but she had it in her. Okay. So you mentioned that that you're like kind of a, a medium yourself. So like, are you able to see... Like any, like, are you able to read me at all? Like any type of spirit? I don't know how it works. Uh, so 
yes and no. Um, because of I've blocked out a lot of things, so I'm not as strong as I used to be. Um, on purpose or, or I just kind pick of? Up, I pick up more on vibes. Okay. So I can usually tell when someone, like, if someone is going to hurt or harm someone or, you know, if they're a, a certain type of person, I can usually tell. I got gotcha. um, I go off of vibes. I can usually sense things more than I can see and communicate right now. Um, I used to be able to like full on see entities, uh, even to my husband now. Uh, when we first got together, his aunt, yes, his aunt, um, his aunt died of breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Really fucking tragic. Mm -hmm. And um, I never knew her name before this. Yeah. Didn't know her name. Didn't really know too much of how she looked. I never seen a picture of her before. I promise you, I, I, I if I had a Bible, like, you know, the hand on the Bible thing, I could swear right. on my the thing. I have never seen a picture of her, did not know her name before this happened. We were living in a trailer with some friends and um, kept sensing that someone was around and nobody was there other than, like, me, my husband, our two roommates. Like, we were all in the living room and something just told told me that someone was here and someone wanted to communicate. I look over, I can barely see an outline of someone there. And I kept getting this strong feeling that that, that she he or she was there for my husband. And I was like, hey Keith, someone is here to speak with you and I, I need to get this out and I, I need to let you know that someone's here and he's like, you know, I was like, I don't I keep getting an R in my head. I, so when a spirit talks to you, they give you really subliminal messages and they don't trust you right off. Right. And uh, she wasn't very trusting at first, but she didn't know who I was. And I kept getting the letter R in my head. And all I could see is, like I said, all I could see is an outline of who this person was. I couldn't see full on. And He's like, who is it? And I was like, I'm just getting an R. And he's like, that could be my aunt. I was like, okay, I'm, I can figure out what her name is. And her, her name's Rhonda. Now, did he tell you that her name was Rhonda, or did you come up with that? I came up with it. Okay. He would not tell me because he wanted to make sure it was real. So he's the same way with you, skeptic about that. I literally had to sit there for minutes and try and communicate and try to get her to tell me her name because she was not telling me. For it's a just very it's long interesting time. to I me. I sat there. I was like, I keep getting R, and I was, and I looked at her. I was like, the outline I'm seeing, she's got kind of a pure eighty style hairstyle, and she's on the shorter side, but not like too short. So she's about my height, maybe a little bit shorter. He was sitting there. He's like freaking out. And then that's the moment she told me, did you have an aunt named Rhonda? He said, yes. I was like, okay. she's here right now. 
she wants to let you know that she's visiting, just checking in on you, making sure you're okay. So kind of where I'm at, I guess, um, coming from my point of view is why would his aunt be scared to communicate with it? Like if she wanted to communicate, like why wouldn't she trust you? Even if, I mean, she obviously, I mean, being dead, I mean, I assume she would be able to, if she's standing there, see that you guys are together and married, she, she shouldn't be scared of you. And so I just, I don't so, see a point as to why she would be scared to just say her name. So when spirit tries to communicate, there's sometimes weary. Hang on here. Hey guys, I apologize for the sudden interruption, but unfortunately my computer has stopped working for today. So unfortunately I wasn't able to continue recording mine and Cheyenne's conversation. So I did have to wrap things up with Cheyenne on the other line. Uh, but good news is that she's agreed to come back on the show again sometime and we can finish up her thoughts um, that, you know, she had just started getting into. We can take a little bit of a deeper dive into the Bible and some Bible verses and uh, maybe the reliability of the Bible itself. Unfortunately, we didn't get to get uh, too far into that today because of said interruption. But... Um, that's pretty much where the show is going to end for today. So I'm going to plug anything that Cheyenne wants to in the description of this podcast. And um, so be, be sure to check out the description for any of her information on there. I'm also going to put in the description of the podcast, my Instagram handle at unquestionable podcast on Instagram. And uh, you're more than welcome to send me a message on there. If you're interested in being a guest or if you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic to cover, um, or you can email me at calsmithmusicinfo at gmail.com. If for all the same reasons, if you have any questions about anything, if you want to be on the show, suggestions, uh, anything of that matter. And if you have a God belief, if you have a belief in aliens, if you think you've been abducted, can you channel aliens? Are you a psychic medium like Cheyenne? Um, can you uh, read people's minds? You know, I don't know. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Do you believe ancient lost high technology is out there? Anything of that matter, you're welcome to come on the show and you basically get to, uh, I'm, I'm here to listen. I want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible. And that's only going to happen by getting people who have beliefs on here and getting them to explain what they believe and why. And maybe they have some information that may convince me, or maybe it may just help me gain a better understanding of why they believe what they believe. And it may help them gain a better understanding of that as well. And I hope that um, mine and Cheyenne's conversation kind of resonated with her. And maybe she has some different thoughts about some of the things that she brought up. I know I have some different thoughts about some things that she brought up, uh, which I'm going to kind of evaluate and sit on for a minute. And, you know, maybe we can bring it up in the next episode that Cheyenne is in on. But for now... Thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Make sure to follow me on all streaming platforms. Anywhere you find your podcast, you can find Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. And remember, follow me on Instagram. Make sure to go check out Cheyenne's stuff. And thank you guys for listening. But for now, remember, question everything. <laughs>